Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You thought we were going away that quickly, but we got you. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the Corbin Carroll Observer. Uh, This is Mr. Electric Sean DePaz, occasionally known as a Corbin Carroll aficionado. And that is Jesse Friedman, occasionally known as Corbin Carroll's personal, I don't know, uh, journalist when it comes to uh, chronicling his career. But welcome (laughs) in uh, to the uh, Corbin Carroll Appreciation Why am I at Corbin Carroll aficionado? Just because I think he's going to win the MVP? Uh, Just because you love him. I mean, mean, you're not wrong. I just want to know why. That's why we're converting this now to, uh, we we, was a Manuel Rivera Stan account, which deserves to still be. But we are a Corbin Carroll Stan account now here. Uh, Welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. Uh, And the D-backs offense comes up big in a win over the Detroit Tigers, where apparently they needed all that offense as the Tigers decided just to start smacking home runs around left and right late in the game. But the Diamondbacks offense definitely on a roll. They've scored five or more runs now in their last four games straight. Two of those games, they scored double-digit runs. And uh, the big thing about this game was uh, that big seven-run inning where the Diamondbacks were able uh, to do that late in the game against both the starting pitcher uh, and the bullpen. And they were, you know, kind of put this game out of reach for the Tigers. Yeah, there was there was a narrative for a while there that we talked about where the Diamondbacks score all their runs early yeah. and then they just kind of stop scoring and they hope that the bullpen is able to hold the lead. Uh, this was not that. Not uh, the all. D-backs <laughs> did jump out to an early lead, uh, one to nothing in, in the first inning. They were able to tack on a run in the second inning. Uh, but yeah, they scored nine runs in in the last three innings combined. And I guess they didn't technically need all of them. They did win this game by five runs. But yeah, it's good to see this offense be able to pick things up late in the game. And it's good to see Corbin Carroll uh, just continue to be... I, even, the per, even the people who were most optimistic about who Corbin Carroll could be in this league... Including us. Including yeah. us. I don't know if anyone saw Corbin Carroll no. being this good this soon. Yeah. Like, this is incredible. After a 3-for-5 game today, in which he hit two home runs, including a grand slam and a double... 307 with a 966 OPS on the season. It's it's insane. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it later well, a bit more later. But the the the, the Corbin Carroll for MVP thing is becoming less and less of a joke. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's really not <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it's, it's not at all. Like obviously, yeah, every time it gets brought up, Jesse is is quick to bring up Ronald Acuna, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. But at this point, it's like we're, we're only a couple months big. into the season. <laughs> uh, he's forced his way there, and I mean. Uh, yeah, it's it, not. It was just that, but it was the the, the opportune hitting, right? Like, yeah, do, having that big home run when the base is loaded, but that doesn't happen without the rest of the team loading the bases. In part because it's, I mean, the weird, uh, the weird catcher interference thing. But uh, still, uh, they loaded the bases. They they walked in a run, and that then was, that was a big part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like there was a Paven Smith at bat, which catcher uh, catcher interference was called. He basically when he swung. Uh, he got a little bit of the webbing of, uh, I believe it's Jack Rogers, uh, the catcher's uh, glove. But 
the the thing that was so important there was yeah that loaded the bases. Cattell Marte walks the next uh, next batter that walks in a run, and then Corbin Carroll steps to the plate for that big grand slam. So that catcher interference call. I mean, I hate to say that the Diamondbacks have also been lucky this year, but it definitely feels like the Diamondbacks have had things going their way a bit in a lot of these games. Yeah. Uh, but Corbin Carroll, man, I mean, like you said, just he's he's out of his mind right now. Corbin Carroll is is so much actually in the mvp discussion and yeah i feel like we were just joking about it a few weeks ago and making comparisons to ichiro but i mean obviously with ichiro did not had did not have this kind of home run power. Power. ichiro like, hit 15 home runs in his best season in his best season as a power hitter uh corbin carroll has 13 and it's june 9th and it's so. it, it doesn't make any sense like he did hit 16 home runs in 58 games with the amarillo sod poodles but we know about amarillo and we say the same thing about that that ballpark at Hodgetown sure. that we do say about Reno, which is like when, when guys do have that kind of power, you kind of blame it on other factors and not necessarily them being able to hit home runs. But I mean, that was more home runs and in, in less games. And so it's not like Corbin Carroll isn't capable of this. And we haven't seen it at some point in his career, but this was his first uh, grand slam of his career. And it was also his first multi home run game of his career. So and, and you know, I, he's just doing it. I, I've, I've, not as he's just doing it, but he's doing it at huge times. Like there's obviously the walk off yeah. last week. And like, obviously they ended up scoring 11 runs, but like, the Tigers offense had, a, a, especially about Tigers offense standard, had a good game. Oh God. They yes. put up six runs. They yeah. had an XBA over 300, uh, which again, by Tiger standards is, is quite the game. Um, but he had that grand slam at a time when the game was close uh, with two outs, I believe. And then I, like I mentioned, yes. he had the, 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 the walk off last week. And I mean, even the, the home run at the beginning of the game, we gave them like it opened up the game. So he's he's doing this at, at like at important times, which is obviously always impressive, but especially impressive for a rookie a guy that is is going to at this point. It seems that it doesn't it, like Alex is saying in the chat, the rookie of the year conversation is finished. Obviously, it's really <laughs> early the season to say that, but he is by at this point clear in a way the favorite for rookie of the year. Um, and he is he is he's, it seems like daily widening that gap. He, he really is. And I mean, we talked about yesterday, Ellie De La Cruz, and I'm sure we're going to talk about other guys coming up. Um, but the thing about uh, the thing about Corbin is he just continues to do it yeah. uh, in every possible way. Right. And he's now, been doing it all year. He is yeah. sixth in Major League Baseball in stolen bases with 18. Uh, defensively, he's been outstanding in the outfield. We've seen him. I mean, he he still has a lot to learn. And I think that his uh, his athleticism is there more so than his grasp of playing the outfield at a major league level. So That's defensively, fair. I feel like he's on, only going to continue to get better. But I just think that this guy, he he's like a combination of all the best, you know, kind of offensive traits of some of our players, right? Like his ability to hustle, his speed is very like, you know, Jake McCarthy and him are very on, you know, on, on par with that. But like he has this Josh Rojas quality about him where he's just like this notorious troublemaker once he gets on base and you're just going to completely be rattled by his presence. He's shown that he has power and so far this season as much power as Christian Walker uh, defensively. He's great in the outfield. He just he's doing everything mm -hmm. the right way. And I mean, again, you could there's a lot of names that you're going to bring up throughout the season that are rookies that have a good month or even a good couple of months. But uh, Corbin Carroll is by far becoming the MVP of the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? And the Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. are probably 
you know, may, maybe you could still say the Tampa Bay Rays are the biggest surprise in baseball, but you have to put the Diamondbacks up there as one of the biggest surprises this year. I mean, I would say I would say the D-backs are the biggest surprise. The Rays, Probably. the Rays have been a good team. They and were they, in the World Series they were yeah. what, two, be, three years ago. Right. It's just a tough division over there, yeah. much like yeah. it is in the NL West. So it's like they were projected to not be at the top, much like the Diamondbacks were. The Diamondbacks were projected in some circles to be better. Jake, we're still looking at you, um, but. <laughs> The Diamondbacks did not have people really thinking that this team could I mean, be a legitimate contender to the Hall. National League West. Derek Hall was yeah. at okay. opening day. Because he Jesse, was consistently yeah. okay. pumping the brakes. Jesse, Jesse wasn't there yeah. for when you and I went and took that <laughs> tour. It was during the Advantage members. Like, basically, it was during Fan Fest. Yeah. And he met with us media. And Derek Hall, very like because people were trying to be excited like we all are at the beginning of a baseball <laughs> season. And Derek Hall said no happiness. Questions. Is that what happened? It wasn't that. He just <laughs> didn't really want to start talking about like, yeah, the expectations. Like, People were talking about yeah, like sure. 80, 90 wins or whatever, and he's like, he's "Okay, like, whoa, he's whoa. like, relax." <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, so, like, and still, like, I mean, again, earlier in the season, you got to see how a team responds after the All Star break for you to, I feel like, really understand how the team is going to be for the entire season, obviously. But at this point, it's very much in a conversation, right? Yeah. So, and, and to be fair to Derek Hall, he's been excited about teams before yeah. that weren't that didn't perform to the way that they thought that they would, right? So yes. it's like this team is very much still like a very much was a wait and see kind of situation. Yeah. And, and I don't think that was unfair to them. I yeah. think at the beginning of the season, you would have been a little crazy to expect them to be as good as they are both individually. Some of these guys, Emmanuel Rivera has no right to be a man. What Emmanuel, Emmanuel Rivera, Rivera is right now. Is incredible right? Like, right and now. obviously Perdomo, especially early on in the season was yeah, an enigma. Right. right. He does. He does have a right. He does. Yeah, you're fair. That's right. It's 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 like okay. Let's say even if you did think the team might be good, it's a smart tactic to get people to pump the brakes so that there's not that pressure. Yeah, 100. Especially when you're Derek Hall from like a business perspective. Like you don't want the team to end up being framed as a disappointment if they don't win 90, 80, 90 games. Right, but it also could be seen a bit as like you don't believe in them if you're not behind them early on, and a lot of people weren't. So this team very much has taken on a well, let's prove them wrong kind of attitude. That's the reason why Tori Lovello yeah. is such a good man for this job when it comes to managing this baseball team. But nobody saw Emmanuel Rivera hitting 371 with a 903 <laughs> OPS. Oh, it's Damon disgusting. did. Damon saw it from Damon a mile away. Damon saw it from a mile away. <laughs> right? well, how, many, how, how far do we have to lower the at-bats for him to like qualify? This is like like 100 at-bats at this point, right? Well, it's like the yeah, biggest problem, like about Jesse said, plate appearances he would, he would point. He would have to start like almost every game, right, at this point. Yeah, but does he not deserve to at well, this that point? Was, that, like, was the, uh, that was the, the all-star conversation. Yeah. Talking about right? sure it could be an all star. Yeah, we do if, a lot of all star talk in this episode yeah. <laughs> because we're going to get crazy with this. But go ahead. Uh, so can I can I switch back to Corbin Carroll for a oh, second? Yeah, you know what? Please, because this entire segment should be about Corbin Carroll. We he all is, know that our, Corbin Emmanuel, Carroll and yeah. Emmanuel Rivera are, are Emmanuel the two Rivera. Everyone talks about Emmanuel Rivera. He doesn't. He gets his flowers. <laughs> Corbin <laughs> needs. Corbin needs some some. Corbin shine. Carroll doesn't get enough press. <laughs> so so if you look in this is an all of baseball at the slugging percentage leaderboard. All right. Corbin Carroll is fifth in baseball at 575. What? The only four players ahead of him are Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez, Jordan Alvarez, and Freddie Freeman. All right. <laughs> what is? What, what do all happening? of those guys have in common? So, so, so <laughs> let me let me go there. So Aaron Judge is six seven, two hundred and eighty two <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. pounds. All right. J.D. Martinez 
is uh, 6'3", 230 pounds. Freddie Freeman is 6'5", 220. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez is 6'5", 225. And Corbin Carroll is 5'10", 165. <laughs> so it is a beautiful all thing. All four of those guys that you mentioned at the beginning would make oh me God. feel small. Yeah. And I would make Corbin Carroll feel small. Yeah, I, like, I honestly tower above Corbin <laughs> Carroll when, when I'm uh, really talking yeah. with him in the clubhouse. But yeah, the and that was kind of the big knock on Corbin Carroll coming into the league. And, and we even talked about this on our show. How much power can a guy with that frame really have, yeah. right? We we have seen players like Mookie Betts, like Jose Altuve, uh, like Jose Ramirez. There are players who are who are smaller, uh, who have a surprising amount of power. That's kind of a rising trend in this league. Uh, but even Corbin Carroll doesn't have the size that those yeah. guys have. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. weigh what those yeah. guys and Car- weigh. Carroll's kind of jacked. I mean, we talked about he is. like yes, this, especially absolutely. this offseason from last offseason. You could just tell his forearms were much bigger. Uh, his his frame was much bigger. He just looked like he had, but he he's still a smaller guy, so he's still not yeah. going to be able to put on that much. Size. And I mean, like we had talked about it. I was talking to you a little bit about during the watch along. Like the difference between those guys is that. Corbin's probably not going to be at a, a home run derby, right? Like he's not, he's not hitting those 450. Like, oh my god, everyone needs to see this home run, home run all the time sure. necessarily. But if it's over the fence, it's over the fence. <laughs> like if he's, oh yeah, if it, oh yeah, doubles or doubles, home well, runs or home runs, it's all based on how you hit it, yeah. right? It doesn't matter your size sometimes if you actually know how to hit the ball well and you're getting the barrel on the ball. Corbin Carroll is just absolutely seeing the ball well, and I mean. He's just had critical hits. You brought that up earlier. He had the game-winning um, hit, which was his first walk-off hit of his career. Now he's setting another uh, a new career goal with with getting uh, his first multi-home run game and also his first grand slam in the same game. I wish I could grow a goatee because I would go like Corbin goatee, like Are you, you know. like longer. Yeah, yeah. no, I just can't. My my facial hair doesn't. <laughs> no, it just right doesn't here. connect that so little that little I can't gap. Grow one, no. a real goatee, a Corbin style. I don't know goatee. if Corbin can really grow a goatee. I mean, he's got, he's got <laughs> a lot <laughs> more there than I do. He does. Like, he's trying, man. I am not going to say anything bad about that man. He is our king snake, and let's throw it up there. Corbin Carroll again, three for five with two dingers and a double, five RBI, two runs scored, and the Casual. man is just not human. This time last he's year, not he human. was playing AAA baseball. He was playing or maybe AAA. not even triple A. I mean, he was playing. Know. I think yeah, he might have been playing. Yeah, that was probably right around the time yeah. that he was yeah. promoted from double A AA to triple A. Yeah, just crazy to think about. And yeah, this year he now has a higher OPS than Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> uh, and yeah, exactly uh, how exactly where we thought it was going to go, it's, Jesse. We it's, we predicted this during the offseason. It's what everyone in the in the chat is saying. Like there does come a point when we should maybe be. And and granted, it's probably too early in the season to be having either the rookie of the year or the MVP conversation. Uh, less so the rookie of the year conversation. I think he has such a such an enormous lead. And uh, there's no one really, no one has been around a long. No one's yeah. been able to stick around long enough to compete with him. Although, although Derek stirred up so much trouble on Twitter today by by tweeting out our graphic that compares Corbin Carroll's numbers with Ellie <laughs> De La Cruz after Ellie De La Cruz had played three games. Uh, that was fun to, to read through those. <laughs> Especially comments. because, as Derek pointed out to me earlier, <laughs> if you listen to it, the first thing that's the said in that video is said. Jesse pointed yeah, out we, that he's only We all know how the Twitter. We don't listen to words coming out of people's mouths. We don't do any of that. You but. can't assume that people are going to click the link before they just uh, we mindlessly comment on whatever <laughs> we, they see. We definitely can't. But oh. uh, what we can we what we can say is Diamondbacks legend Kyle Schwarber, according to Brad Schwarty. Waterman here, uh, apparently hit a walk off uh, in the Phillies game against the Dodgers. So now. If you're keeping score at home, two and a half. the Arizona Diamondbacks have a two and a half game lead. 
over the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Braves uh, are currently losing to the Nationals. And the, the and the Dodgers are just demoralized. And the Diamondbacks continue to do it against teams that they should have done it against. They did it against those Phillies, that same Phillies team. The Diamondbacks did it. They're taking care of business against teams like the Nationals. That's one thing that when you look at what the Dodgers are, are happening to the Dodgers lately, and God damn it, they better not be higher than the D-backs on the power rankings next week, Jesse. <laughs> but the one thing the Dodgers are not doing right now is taking care of business against teams they should be. We're seeing the Dodgers lose a lot of games. And, I mean, honestly, that's one thing we don't typically see out of them is, is them losing games to teams that, on paper, they should beat. Yeah. And the Diamondbacks are the ones that are taking care of business right now. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at the box score for this game that they just lost to the Phillies, like this this Dodgers rotation is kind of in shambles. It's not only yeah. Dustin May and yeah. Julio Urias, it's now also Noah Syndergaard joining them on the injured list. Noah Syndergaard was not pitching well <laughs> yeah. at all before That's that. crazy. Uh, today, they started out with Victor Gonzalez as an opener. Uh, he went two-thirds of an inning, and then they brought in Michael Grove uh, for four innings. Uh, and he gave up four runs on seven hits. He was not particularly good either. Uh, they have one of the worst bullpen ERAs in baseball, which is not something I expected to see. Um, I, I remain, I, I'm still in a place where once the Dodgers get healthy, I still think that they are they're going to be right up there in they're, terms of talent with any team in the National League. They're a dangerous team, but will they have time at that point, right? Like we know that you That's ramp fair. up your players from injury behind the scenes, right? So we know that they're going to get, you know, back on track, but... <laughs> Still, again, there is some time to acclimate yourself back to the game once you return from injury. And the Dodgers just have a lot of guys that are that are gone now that it's going to take a while for them to be not only at 100 percent, but for those guys to be back and be back on track. You know, yeah, uh, that's some of the things we've talked about, guys like Zach Davies. Zach Davies had a wonderful outing his last start, but things were a little bit rocky for him early on. And he's still not up to 100 percent. But. That was a pretty damn good outing going seven innings and getting eight strikeouts in, in his last outing. So things are looking up for the Diamondbacks uh, as far as their starting rotation and the Dodgers continue to go in the other direction. And it's not that I'm not super excited about that. Uh, I'm fully on board with rooting for the Phillies for the rest of the series. But <laughs> after this, I am not rooting for the Phillies anymore. It's mostly because of this graphic that was going around on Facebook. What are you doing, Philadelphia? Are you really trying what is this? Come out to Chase Field to catch the Phillies, take on the Diamondbacks? This is what's happening behind our backs, Diamondbacks fans. When you wonder why there's so many opposing fans coming out to Chase Field, it's graphics and advertisements like this. Are the Diamondbacks doing this in Philadelphia? No, because it probably wouldn't work for them. There's not but a lot of people moving from here. AZ to Philly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's not a lot of transplants Not a lot of out people there. that have moved to AZ for Philly in the last 20 years or 25 <laughs> years. Or, yeah, 25 years. Oh, uh, I find this graphic did, to be appalling. Did this show up in your feed? Yes, this was on Facebook, on the Facebook Wow. Feed. Yeah. So wow. the Phillies have targeted Derek Montilla. As a as a potential yeah. Philly supporter. No, no. Yeah. No. Right? No. I talk about the Diamondbacks a lot on there. They're just they're they're giving me any Diamondbacks ads is what they're doing. Any Diamondbacks related ads. Chase Maybe. Field. They know I talk about Chase Field a lot on Facebook. I'm always tagging them in there. And Facebook stuff. knows so much about all of oh, us. It's the Maybe worst. maybe it's because you took a trip to Philadelphia last year. That, the algorithm has it, yeah. That's calculated in there. You're absolutely right. That's and they're it. like, you know Mega Ran, so uh, we know about him. He's a he's a double agent, that guy. But, uh, of course, uh, we know that the Diamondbacks are the team you need to bet on. We were talking about it during our watch-along. You should be betting right now on Corbin Carroll 
for not only the rookie. You should have already put money on Corbin Carroll yeah, for the rookie not of the year. Worth it at this point. I don't even know if it's worth it at this point, like you said, but, but it's, it's definitely totally worth, worth it. Betting on MVP, baby. Throw an MVP. What were the odds on him for MVP? Uh, 15,000. 15, that is insane. That is 15,000. It's, it's obviously a long shot. We're not saying it isn't. But. Oh my God, I have hiccups over it. Uh, it's becoming is, less and less of a long shot day by day. Less and less of a the long shot odds, every single day. So. The only disparity between him and Acuna at this point is stolen bases, actually. Acuna has 28 stolen bases, Carroll has 18. Outside of that, their numbers are very, very similar. And I'm not point. going to sit here and say that he would have that many, but Corbin Carroll did experience a leg injury that not only caused him to miss time, but also caused the Diamondbacks to be very careful with allowing him to go full speed on the base mm -hmm. path for a period of time. So we'll see, we'll see where that stolen base race ends up by the end of the season. But in the meantime, we have teamed up with BetMGM this season, and we'll be using their uh, lines to make all of our picks. We have special offers for our listeners each week. Of course, every Saturday and Wednesday, don't miss your bonus bet on the house. Fans can automatically claim a bonus bet upon logging into their account. Bets expire 72 after 72 hours, so don't wait. And they can be used on any sports wagers, so don't miss out on that. Speaking of not missing out, don't miss out for our, our Knockout Nights Cornhole League. It's the first Friday of every month, and we will not only be having food and beverage specials, giveaways, and bet MGM prizes, but that event is completely free, and we will be doing our shows from there. So come hang out with us. Watch us do this thing we call PHNX around here, uh, and then play some cornhole. You can watch, uh, watch, watch me carry Damon's dogs uh, <laughs> over, the, over, over the finish line. You're uh, but, carrying us now. That can't be good. Yeah, things aren't great. <laughs> things aren't great for this team, Jesse. You haven't been around. We but need we to need recruit Sean. We yeah. need to get Sean. Yeah, to uh, well, Sean and I are undefeated. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Team Lights again. We're undefeated. So can I just I don't say know. that? Well, that's yeah, why we need to break you up. You're too powerful. Derek, you were scoring a lot of the points for us, but I was on the same side as Saul, and he was cashing everything as he got in a rhythm. Saul carried. It yeah, was, he did. It was and, crazy. And I was trying. I was just trying to play defense against Saul at the end of the day because he was just sinking every you made, shot. You made a good effort at You're it, just going to step in and block it? That's allowed in cornhole, I was expecting right? him to like trip him or something. There was one was that throwing. one of Saul's was like halfway down and I it was able to knock it out somehow. Oh, nice. it was incredible. That yeah. one, remember that yeah. one. That was the best shot of the entire game. But uh, of course, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM at, at, uh, app yet, do so before coming out to our Knockout Nights Cornhole League and use code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Well, we thank you for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you guys haven't subscribed to the channel, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a little thumbs up. We all appreciate that when you do that. Also, if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there uh, and leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Most importantly, check out gophnx.com. You can get Jesse's writing, uh, all of it. Uh, and one way to get all of it is to get yourself a diehard membership. 
Not only will you get access to Jesse's full count newsletter, you will also get access uh, to all sorts of wonderful benefits. You will get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases. You will also get a free Mountain Mike's gift certificate worth $50. So boom, right there out of the gate, uh, plus a Dobson Ranch ranch card. Uh, that'll give you all sorts of wonderful be benefits out at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Uh, you get access to our members-only Discord lounge, uh, members-only discounts, benefits with our partners, members-only invites to events, and members-only merchandise offers. So join us today and become a PHNX diehard member. Merrill Kelly continues to be extremely good at baseball, just like a lot of these guys are. Corbin Carroll, good at baseball. Emmanuel Rivera, very good at hitting the baseball. Uh, and Merrill Kelly, good at throwing the baseball. Tonight, he went six and a third inning, giving up seven hits, three earned runs, two walks, five Ks. Definitely not his best outing of the year, but this is a bad outing for Merrill, and that's kind of like where we're at with him and Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen does get a lot of, I, I guess you would say, the press or, or being talked about as being not only a potential Cy Young candidate, but being this team's potential all-star. Uh, but Merrill Kelly very much deserves to be uh, put in that category as well. He currently is eight and three with a 2.92 ERA. And he's just, I think Jesse brought it up a few days ago, but just it's kind of unbelievable at uh, the pitcher that Merrill Kelly has turned into in his time yeah. with this team. Yeah, I still don't fully understand exactly what's happened. Um, I, I still <laughs> am trying to figure out exactly how Merrill Kelly pulled this off. Uh, but he's just such a he's such a competitor out there. Yeah. And, and he throws six pitches and he can throw... Uh, all of them in basically any count and he has pretty good command of all of them and his changeup continues to be a really good out pitch he had five whiffs on that in this game uh and yeah he's just i mean there's a reason they call him merrill the mainstay right uh this starts six and a third three runs like you said not maybe his best outing especially against the tigers but still very much a start that puts you in position to win the game uh, last time out against Atlanta, seven innings, two runs. Uh, start before that against Boston, six and a third, one runs uh, or one run. He had ten strikeouts in that game. This is just kind of who Merrill Kelly is right now. It seems like, and uh, yeah, I mean, him joining Zach Gallen in the All Star game is not at all a crazy idea. <laughs> like it, oh, bait. We're pretty much at the point where you probably should have Merrill Kelly in the All Star game if he continues to perform like this. Over the next month, it is uh, one of the he's one of the better stories on this team, and he's a big, big part of the success they've had so far. He's unexpectedly one of the best pitchers in baseball, and I know that you could probably make a case for a few teams, but Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly really are developing into the best one-two combination in baseball, at least one of the <laughs> best. And to be honest, as crazy as that sounds, that's one of the the keys. To being able to win playoff series right mm -hmm. if we get to that point is to have that one two punch that can really give you that advantage in a series and honestly two guys that like in a <laughs> you can run out there multiple times in a playoff series if, if the need be they don't have to necessarily go with the five-man rotation obviously so uh, i know it's crazy early to start talking about playoffs but tonight on the bet mgm app they were at what minus 175 to make something like that that's like the, the, the tide has turned for this team. Wow, the Diamondbacks are minus 170. Yeah, wow. To make the playoffs. So it's like... That's just that's, crazy. That's so wild. Like, yeah. if you had told any of us at the beginning of the season that the D-backs would be minus odds to make the playoffs on June 9th, <laughs> 
that that's pretty wild. I mean, I think when I said 85 wins that you still looked at me like I had three heads, right? And it was uh, like... No, no. But you were... No, 80, you did, you did 85 wins, that was reasonable. one of the most reasonable predictions you've ever made on this show. I, I myself said uh, like 80, 82, 83, yeah, And then we I gave think. ourselves kind of what a little bit the, of a window. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 73, what was the projection? 75? 75. Well, it depends on, yeah, on who what you look at. Yeah, they the, were, the most important one is John Boy, talking Jake. Uh, who is supposed to be all about talking snakes, uh, gave them a 75 win projection. 73 which, win. 73 projection. wins. Yeah, we're still. We, we still have the It receipts. was under 75, right? Like that was it. It was like over yeah, under he, 75. I think he was taking the under on like 74 and a half or something. And yeah. he said 73 was the exact number. We'll never Hard forget. We'll never Jake. forget. Uh, does Kelly actually end up making the all-star team? Do you think that that mm. is, I mean, I guess this comes down to like, once again, what we talked about earlier with like voting and things like that. I know the pitchers aren't voted for, but do you think that they get recognized because the pitchers don't get voted for as being, you know, all-star worthy? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty close. Every start for Merrill Kelly matters. He definitely, uh, you know, Zach Gallen probably doesn't get his flowers around the league as much as he should. And Merrill Kelly definitely does yeah. not get his flowers around the league as much as he should. For sure. Uh, so it's it's maybe a little bit of an uphill battle. But I mean, if you're just looking at ERA right now in the National League among qualified starters, Bryce Elder is number one. The Atlanta Braves at 2.26 yeah, ERA. Yeah. Nobody's really sure how <laughs> yeah. that happened. Uh, Marcus he Stroman. Have, he has like four games, though. So, like, I'm not right. He's had 12 starts. A 12 he's, starts. He's oh, okay. basically the full the full season. Okay. He's a qualified okay. starter. All right. Uh, well. But people are still skeptical, and I am one of those people. Uh, Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele, they're at 239 and 265, respectively. And then after those three guys, it is Zach Allen at number four with a 275, and then Merrill Kelly at number five. With a 2.92. And that was 2.74 before. Yeah, tonight, before tonight's game. Before, yeah, yeah. yeah his, his ERA went up after a three-run performance. But that is uh, true. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I just can't believe the position that this team currently is in. Uh, and it feels real, right? Like Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen feel like they are consistently the two guys in the rotation that absolutely give you a chance to win. Yeah. And when we looked at the probables for this series, which we'll take a look at the remaining probables here in a moment, uh, we knew that with, with, with Merrill Kelly being pushed back from the final game in the national series to this series and Gallon going in the finale, that you instantly, especially against a team like yeah. the Tigers, really put yourself in a position to win the series. Yeah, and I mean... I, this is I'm not by any means going to say that that Merrill's any, like by any means better than Zach Gallon, but I would argue that over like the last however long you want to yeah. say like you can uh, you For almost you know what you're getting more from Merrill Kelly at that the very least true. than like, Zach yeah. Gallon. So like and and obviously when Zach Gallon is on, he's one of the yeah, best when, pitchers. When, best pitcher yeah. in baseball, when he has all of his stuff working, he's much barrel better than Merrill yeah. Kelly. But unfortunately, as of late. His stuff has been a couple times where it hasn't been yeah, working, right? Yeah. yeah. So like it's a fair point. Which is a great situation to be in. Like if if obviously, because even when his things are not working, it's not like it's it's not Madison Bumgarner. It's not like it's not like all it's completely falling apart. Not like the DBS have no chance of winning. Um so if you have that, then you have your number two being maybe the most consistent pitcher you have, and him being pretty damn good while he's being consistent, that is like a, a pretty good situation to get to be in as far as your one two are concerned. Yeah. And then I mean as we talked about a little bit during the watch along, like you Davies has been okay. Yeah. Tommy Henry is like so like you're in, in, in a very good position even beyond the, the top two. And you as, still as right yeah. now. and you still have options. You still yeah. have a battle going for like the four and five 
spots in your rotation technically and there are not many options though at this point right i I mean because because dre jameson appears to be pretty locked into to being a reliever and uh brandon fought is not it's hard to say that he well (laughs) so i don't i don't actually know at this point if the d-backs really have options which is sort of why at the trade deadline it feels like adding a starter to this team uh i don't necessarily want to say is a necessity but it it seems like something they pretty clearly should do uh, you know, if they want to feel comfortable about maintaining what they've done so far down the stretch. And you bring up Dre, but his presence, again, he wasn't perfect. He didn't even have a really good outing today. But no. he still came in and got the job done for the Diamondbacks as far as giving them some innings, eating up some innings. And that's one thing that they really don't have from any of their other relievers is that relief pitcher that can go out there, get three outs, come sit in the dugout, and then go back out there and get three more outs. And sure. like that Dre Dre's presence in the bullpen for me and I mean I'm just saying for me but I love Dre so that's probably why but it (laughs) it brings a lot of peace like it feels like they have the weapons that they needed and it felt very much like what Dre Jamison brings is what the bullpen was needing Tori Lovello couldn't keep going out there and having these one plus guys just do one inning and having them pitch four or five nights uh you know uh, out of out of six or seven you know games and and expect this bullpen to be able to last this long season and they really yeah. don't seem like they have many options for the bullpen either out, outside but that's why i'm saying at least it still feels like dre in an emergency situation or if he starts pitching really well and one of those other two guys kind of tank it that dre could potentially be moved up first into like maybe a <laughs> opener role and yeah then, i could you see know, an opener then ex- role <laughs> then ex- maybe extended if he I does mean, well in that like he's already gone from a starter to a reliever to, to a, a starter, starter, to a reliever, to a reliever, to a starter, and again, so that would theoretically the next, uh, the be the next to a step has to be again. that, of course. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if you could actually do that, yeah. but yeah, no, it, I, I agree. Dre didn't pitch well today, I don't think, and he didn't pitch particularly well in his last outing either. Uh, but it has felt like when the Diamondbacks really needed him, like when the game was close, Dre Jameson is has been able to come through a number of times this year for this team. I remember. Uh, one of the first games of the year in L.A., Tori Lovello, after the game, said that they won the game because of Dre Jameson. Yeah. And I think there are a few games this season that you could say that about. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, even though he hasn't been great overall and his whip is over 1.5, and I, there are some questions with Dre Jameson, I think, uh, he has been really, really good when the Diamondbacks have needed him to be. So I don't know if that's like a mindset thing, if Dre Jameson just really uh, enjoys those spotlight moments where the game is on the line and the has a little, yeah. yeah, a little bit of a harder time in games like this mm-hmm. where you can give up a few runs and it doesn't really matter. And uh, maybe, but he's and been maybe, good either way. Maybe that's part of the problem with him being a starter too, because you go out there and you're kind of a There's blank no canvas moment, and you don't yeah. really, that's true. you know, or maybe you get, get a little bit of a lead and then you don't have that same fire in your blood, but we got to figure out a way <laughs> to keep that fire in his blood. Uh, there's some talk about Shane Bieber being an Arizona Diamondback. Dylan Cease. I want. Uh, yeah, we're on board with all of those. I do want to say this before we move on from this game. The Diamondbacks were five for nine tonight with runners in scoring position. So that, that is just perfect. To see Apparently, the watch along, the watch along bad luck is dare I say dead? Do I don't we, know. That do we address like it, it? Co- coincides with Does a it particular event, with the addition to? By the way, Jesse, I don't know if you were here earlier, but this guy did the ASU podcast. I did do the really wow. I had to fill in the audacity. The fucking absolute oh my unmitigated goal. 
hand up. Anyway, I had to do what she, I had to do. Uh, I will be stopping by Circle K on my way home, and when I go there, I'm going to tell the attendant there all about you betraying us. And <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm the guy from the gas pump thing. <laughs> yeah, you right? should totally be on my side. But we are very excited to partner with our friends at Circle K, and of course, you should check them out for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas. Stop, stock up at Circle K America's Thirst Stop. You can get your beer there for just nine ninety nine. Iced coffee for $1.89. Don't pay $6 for an iced coffee. Get it at Circle K. Uh, and, of course, we talked about this uh, on the on the uh, watch-along, but the Circle K branded snacks, they're just incredible. Give them a try and then thank us later because they're not only going to save you money, but they're actually better than the name brand competitors. Also, don't miss out on Red Bull's 3 for $8 and Monster's 3 for $6. Make sure you're not missing out on any of this great stuff right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. And get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Again, head to CircleK.com slash store-locator to find Circle K's near you. And you can get your Four Peaks beer at Circle K or wherever you get your beer at. Uh, but if you want to get the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks, make sure to check out Four Peaks. Uh, they have them at Chase Field, of course, where we love to go, which is the Four Peaks Draft Room. Located on the suite level, you can uh, not only get some delicious food, but, of course, if you don't have a great view, Maybe that's a better place to watch the game from. You can also join us for our D-backs takeovers where we will be meeting up at the Four Peaks Draft Room. Uh, we got a couple of those. And, of course, the biggest benefit about our takeovers has to be the fact that you do not need to wait in a very long line to potentially be disappointed by not getting the giveaway item on a Saturday night. We will be there for the throwback jersey night. So if you join us for that takeover and get early access to the game, uh, it'll be a sweet, sweet, easy way for you to get that throwback jersey. Uh, you can follow Four Peaks and their events over at Four Peaks Brew or go to fourpeaks.com slash events to stay up to date on everything Four Peaks. And make sure not to miss out everything they're doing for teachers right now with their Four Peaks for Teachers promotion. Uh, you can go to fourpeaksforteachers.org te- uh, four to nominate, donate, or reserve your kit. Uh, and, of course, if you're a teacher, make sure to check out the 8th Street Pub every Tuesday uh, through July. You can bring a valid teacher ID and you will receive $4 pints of Kilt Lifter Wow hazy and hop not why because you deserve it for all that you have done for the children and the future of this country but uh check out at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery must be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly uh mike hazen was on bickley and Murata today jesse he, he made some interesting comments also uh 98.7 went on the fritz for a little while is hot is hot is hot is hot is hot <laughs> uh but uh, you actually thought that he kind of expanded a bit on his uh, interview that he did the other day talking about the trade deadline. We are going to see a very aggressive Mike Hazen at the trade deadline, are we not? That's what it looks like. Uh, it's obviously still pretty early in this process, but uh, yeah, this is an exact quote from that interview today. Our fans and our team deserve for us to be aggressive. Uh, Mike yes. also talked about um, specifically he mentioned the division title and how the opportunity to win the NL West has not come along very often for the D-backs in, in recent years. And he oh feels God. the responsibility to to go for it and to and to chase after that with everything that the Diamondbacks reasonably can. Uh, he did also say as far as, uh, you know, potentially trading away more long term assets, he said we need to be right we cannot be giving away future long-term impact players for the Diamondbacks, but we are not going to shy away from being aggressive and making trades. We traded our best player from last year. We are willing to look at those things and make decisions for the long and short term. Varsh. Um, shout out to Varsh. Shout out to Dalton Varsh. Dalton Varsh had a chance to win the game for the Toronto tonight. Um, Runners in scoring position, bottom of the 10th, struck out. Just saying. Just saying. 
Did he get a hit in that game at all? <laughs> I don't know. I'll check. He's been he's been he's been tearing the cover off the ball lately. But he has. That's uh, true. So has Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And I mean, of course, we're not well, even Lourdes gonna... Gurriel Jr. This groin this groin strain has yeah, kept him great. out for a little while now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked during the watch along a bit. We kind of talked about Jordan Lawler, obviously, just throwing it out there as a name. But do yeah. do you see them doing anything that crazy, or do you see this being more of like mm. some of these assets that are names that have been doing well, but maybe fans don't know, or maybe they're just not as highly coveted, like a high draft pick like that, like maybe a Blaze Alexander, or maybe some of these other minor leaguers like a Dominic Canzone, who don't really know when they're going to see major league time with how stacked the Diamondbacks' current roster is. I have a hard time seeing Jordan Lawler getting moved. I just I just don't know if the D-backs are at the point where they're willing to mortgage the future in in that big of a way. It would, um, it would have to be an unreasonable asset in return, yeah. right? Joy, it would it Joy, would have Joy. to be Oh my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> By the way, Dolan Marshall went over five. Okay, thank you. It would be incredible. If if there was a day where where we sat down to do this show and we <laughs> were doing like, an we emergency podcast for show about the Diamondbacks Otani. trading oh Jordan Lawler for Shohei Otani, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, and I and I don't think the D backs are, are going to trade Jordan Lawler in general. Um, and and I feel like Drew Jones is also probably off the table just so early in his professional career. It'd be a weird weird time to trade him. Um, but I I sort of feel like, and this is my personal speculation. I feel like anyone is on the table except for Jordan Lawler and Drew Jones. I would be really surprised if those guys were traded, but the D-backs have a lot of depth in terms of starting pitching. You mean farm system-wise, by the way. Farm system-wise. Yeah, yes, yes, uh -huh. uh, yes. Thank you for clarifying. D-backs are not trading Corbin <laughs> Carroll. the Corbin Carroll appreciation not... <laughs> hour. You didn't even include him in that? What the yes. fuck? I'm glad, you, I'm glad you clarified that. Um, yeah, Corbin Carroll will not be traded. Zach Gallon will not be traded. Uh, the D-backs are not going to be sellers at the trade deadline. Um, but uh, I think guys in the, in the minors who have maybe even had a taste of, of the big league, Leagues. Yeah. Dominic Fletcher, uh, Alec Thomas, uh, oh, you know, some of, some of the young starting pitchers that they've had come up or guys who are in AAA. Uh, I think the D-backs would probably be willing to explore what they could get for any of those guys because they have a lot of depth in the outfield and they have a lot of depth in terms of starting pitchers who are nearing the big leagues or have already gotten some time in the big leagues. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how they how they play it. That's kind of my personal uh, idea of of what what they would maybe be looking to to trade, uh, but yeah, I mean, if if you want a Corbin Burns, if you want a Dylan C, some of the names that we've seen pop up in the chat, uh, I have a little bit of a hard time seeing the D backs be able to pull off one of those moves without involving Jordan Lawler, uh, but uh, maybe it maybe it's possible. Jesse, I, I, got I, it I, I don't know. I got it for you. I got it for you. Uh oh, Dylan Cease plays for what team, Jesse? He plays for the Chicago White Sox. And that is in what city in America? It's in it's in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Thomas is currently slashing 329, 361, oh, okay. and 468 with an 829 OPS for the Reno Aces. You think dad's going to get in someone's here? I'm it just saying, from if Chicago. there is a franchise we could fleece for Alec Thomas, <laughs> it absolutely would be the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> It's interesting. I really am curious how Alec Thomas is perceived by oh, other front offices. They love him there. He is a very highly coveted player. 
Uh, I have heard that by directly all, from by like all front offices. I, I don't baseball? know by all. No, no, no. I'm talking about Chicago White Sox. I'm talking about the Chicago White Sox. That, oh, okay. The fan base and the and the and the front office like very much. I'm sure they love the storyline. <laughs> yeah, do they love him? Don't cease much. Uh, do they love him? Do they love him despite the no. fact that his numbers against look, left-handed pitching look, in the big leagues look, uh, look, are are look, pretty poor? Look, look. Mike Hazen traded two butts of Luke Weaver for five and a half years of Emmanuel Rivera, who, as I started off the show with saying, is hitting 371 with an over 900 OPS. So I am fully on board with with uh, Mike Hazen being in charge of this negotiation and fleecing <laughs> the White Sox. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, and it's definitely going to be aggressive. And I think the Diamondbacks are going to make moves that are going to they're not going to be easy. They're not going to be easy to accept because yeah. we have a lot of lovable players on this team, a lot of young guys that we still haven't seen what their maximum, you know, what what their maximum output could be, what their maximum achievements could be as a player, right? So, like, it's going to be hard because it's not going to be the Nick Ahmeds and it's not going to be guys like that that get moved. It's definitely going to be like a Dominic Fletcher or somebody that is going to hurt when it happens. But if it makes this team better and it makes them an actual World Series contender uh, this year in 2023, then you got to do it. You got to do it. But let's take a look at the rest of the series. Let's not put the cart before the horse here. Uh, and see if the Diamondbacks can just win this series with the Tigers. Uh, of course, Ryan Nelson going tomorrow, uh, and Zach Gallen going in the finale. I still very much like the Diamondbacks' chances in this series, considering what we saw tonight. I'm a little... I, I feel like this is a big start for Ryan Nelson. Yeah, um, huge. Because he is he has just really struggled as of late, and I I don't know exactly how long the leash is uh, i guess we talked about before how it kind of feels like maybe the d-backs don't really have any other options in the rotation so maybe the leash has to be pretty long at least until we get closer to the trade deadline um but he's he's really struggled i mean in in that start against atlanta i think he got he got really hyped up and you know it was obviously a big stage there was a big crowd on hand and and I think that that moment maybe got him out of himself a little bit. He was maybe overthrowing a little bit. Um, and it's been it's been a while. I mean, I, I guess going back to to May twenty third, he was pretty good against the Phillies. Uh, it was pretty good against the A's as well. Back on May seventeenth, uh, there have been bright spots here and there, but by and large, Ryan Nelson has not really looked like a player. Uh, who should be in the rotation of a playoff caliber team, which is what yeah. the Diamondbacks have been so far. Uh, so every every start for him, I think, is is pretty significant. Uh, there's talk about Jerry being traded by Cogs, and I don't like that at all. Let's just get that. Let's delete that Whoa. comment. Maybe, I don't. I don't know who you play at shortstop if you yeah, trade Geraldo Perdomo. Get Cogs out of here. Get I don't. Here. I mean, unless you're ready to have Nick Ahmed be the full time shortstop, but I don't. I don't That's think many people gross. in this fan base are on that. are ready for that. I don't want that. He's our risk king, and he <laughs> did it again yeah, tonight get, with runners in let's, scoring uh, position. Let's throw in Dylan Anderson in that trade, and we can move him over short. All right, we'll see what's happening. <laughs> anyway. Eight. Uh, you mean Tim, Tim Anderson? Anderson? Okay. Tim I was like, are I was like, I was like <laughs> is this some like shortstop prospect in the Angels system? <laughs> I think I got. I was. I was looking at Dylan Cease. He's so just, I said just combining Anderson. them Fair two enough. together as one person, but. Uh, of Sean course. just loves U of A too much. Dylan Anderson is Stop coming it. to mind. No, Stop gross. It. Gross. <laughs> even, I said a man's Get name, out. and that person didn't even come to my mind. 
You first ban Cogs in the chat and then ban yourself <laughs> from this room, Damon. But why are you banning Cogs? Oh, because he because said Cogs something about Jerry one. getting traded. I don't like that. Ryan's at all. saying brunch baseball this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. It is very, very much breakfast baseball this yeah. weekend. Yeah, there's no brunch the about it. I'm not usually <laughs> awake at 8 30 in the morning he's on a really Sunday. Not. Like, he's not even saying that as a joke. I have to wait to get responses from Jesse. <laughs> Just like he can't text me after nine o'clock at night and expect to get a response because I'm already asleep. And you guys, I love my sleep. So our sleep schedules are very inconvenient. They are very different. Yeah, Jesse's up at three. Jesse's going to bed when I'm getting up. It's like we pass each other for a brief 30-minute period of time, uh, and then we go about our separate ways. But uh, if you have friends you want to hang out with and watch baseball with, make sure to invite them to a game, and you guys get tickets from our friends over at Game Time. Of course, Game Time is the best ticket app to buy tickets last minute. You shouldn't even be buying your tickets ahead of time. You should be waiting until the last minute to buy them, and you should be purchasing them through game time. Uh, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, and you can snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use our code of PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms of do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And if you can't make it out to the game, Grab yourself a subscription over at Fubo TV and get 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, and you can watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. Uh, you can start watching immediately with a free seven-day trial, and there is no contract, no cable, no installation, nothing to do besides just sign up and start watching. You'll also get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR uh, included at no extra charge, which I tried to record our game earlier because we have the, the remote with the... Fast, we can rewind and you can pause and stuff. Uh, no DVR storage, apparently, on our cable provider. So, I don't know. Fubo TV might be the better option. Uh, you can also watch events like the NHL Draft, uh, NBA Finals, and so much more over at Fubo TV. And most importantly, you can watch your Arizona Diamondbacks with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month uh, of Fubo Pro. Well, uh, we thank you guys for joining us. We thank Corbin Carroll for being him with a capital H. Uh, and of course we thank him for also being not only the rookie of the year, uh, but soon to be MVP of the year. Uh, it's too early, <laughs> too early to call that race. Probably, but probably. Um, you can follow us all on Twitter to tell us if we are crazy or not. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Sean is at Sean underscore to pause. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Damon is at Damon is at Damon dog with a D A W G and a little at the end. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook uh we thank you guys so much for joining us we appreciate you we'll be back on monday with a mailbag monday episode and a recap of this series with the tigers but until then uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when you have both the rookie of the year and the mvp <laughs> on your team